during Dell TechFest score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. This is a Rooster Teeth production. That was Chappy. Is it Chappy Choladays? No, you would never say that. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, this is episode 27. Oh, where are you going? Yeah. Um, Good morning, Gus. Again. It is still morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. That was the thing he was going to get you on. Yeah, he was about to get me. Yeah. Uh, we're doing two episodes because it's the holidays. Uh, this will come out right after New Year, I believe. Yeah. How Happy feel, New Year. How are you feeling about the quality of the cleanliness of this table? This is much better than the food court. Yeah. Uh, that being said, there is like shit all on the floor. But there, that might be a oh, little that might shit, actual shit on the floor. Um, any, we're still at the mall. It's food. We are still at the mall. Eat it. Um, <laughs> we have, uh, we've made our way away from the food court next to an escalator by a Nordstrom's. Much quieter here. The mall yeah. is back. It just hasn't made its way back here. Yes. The mall, the, this is one of like the uh, arms towards a department store that nobody goes to. Yeah. Unless you need specific lipsticks. There was a, um, there's a sign. We, we got coffee at the Nordstrom. There's like a little coffee shop there. Yeah. Bar. They have bar. a, I guess the rewards affinity program for Nordstrom is called the Nordy Club, which seems like the dumbest, lowest effort. Yes. It's like you, someone had a meeting. It was like, what should we name our rewards program? I don't know. Something like the Nordy Club. Great Nordy Club. <laughs> like, like, oh, I, that that was just to get the ball rolling. Yeah, no, it's good. We got no, it. No, we're we're, do, we're doing that. Like, people just did not want to be in that meeting anymore. I, I, what would you have called it? I don't know. That's what the meeting. We, we would we would brainstorm it. We'd How figure about it out. Nordstradamers. Oh, that's good. That what? Not, it, <laughs> I like it more good. than Nordy. What yeah. is Nord, is? I guess Nordstrom someone's name. Pro, I mean, Wilbur I would think Nordstrom. So, right? Hmm. <laughs> A lot of sins. What? what <laughs> What was, what was Wilbur Nordstrom's nickname? Maybe we could call the club that. Nordstradamus. Nordstradamus. The, yeah. Nordstradamers. Yeah. But that sounds like Jeffrey Dahmer. Nordstradamler. Okay. Daimler. Daimler. Maybe. Like Daimler Chrysler. Daimler Benz. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Hot start. Uh, still at the mall. Uh, the mall I, is back. Can I just say? Yeah. Uh, big fan of Nordstrom's. Okay. It's, it's Nordstrom. Uh, you both keep saying Nordstrom's. I, I'm, no, it's I'm Nordstrom. Uh, yeah, I'm a fair fan of this one, but also the one with the main. <laughs> so I'm a fan of both of them. I'm a fan of the Nordstrom's. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually eat at the cafe a lot because Emily likes it. So. Do you eat the cafes a lot? Yeah. I, well, you I've eat, only eaten at the other one. I haven't eaten at this one. Oh, you eat at the Nordstrom Cafe? It's one of Emily's favorite restaurants. Really? I'm, <laughs> what? I had a really good salad there the other day. The, I, I'm eating a chocolate chip muffin that is, is a, like cement. It is it so... Like it is a chocolatey muffin. It well, is. It is also a little undercooked, maybe. I don't know. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, is uh, I got some... I've never seen this particular brand before, but Gus wanted to get a muffin. And I was hungry, so I got some animal crackers. But I got this happy... They sell Happy Snacks brand, and I gotta say, um, not great. Not great? Not a great animal cracker. Hmm. I like an animal cracker with a a hard crunch and a specific texture uh-huh. that tastes a little bit like pressed chalk. Uh-huh. And this doesn't when, have that. When you think of animal crackers, oh, when no, you think of animal crackers, crackers, what animals do you think of in an animal cracker? Uh, lion. Lion, tiger, Mon- bear. Monkey. 
Probably a monkey, mm -hmm. elephant. Like zoo animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. This has... What was I eating? Lions. Yes. Okay. Bears. Yes. Okay. Hippo. Okay. okay I, I, think, I think hippo's a cusp animal for yeah. me. Goat. Okay, I don't think goat. I definitely don't think goat in a name. That's a very, it's a very hooey animal. Character. And I also think of giraffes when I think of animal okay. crackers. Of course, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no, that's it. That, they only have those four: lion, bear, hippo, goat. Maybe they can only get the rights to those animals. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Giraffe maybe, is expensive. It's, maybe giraffe's hot right now. I don't look. I don't <laughs> giraffes know, are back. <laughs> I don't know what the main animal cracker brand is, but uh -huh. there is one, and that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Maybe they have those other animals locked down. Look at this. An like, elephant fell out of there. In mm -hmm. perpetuity. Well, I oh, didn't that is think, an elephant. I will say, I didn't think that the four pictured in the train were the four shapes that they had here. Are these I kind of did. Go, yeah. Why? Because, you why? Don't, like, because if you buy a bag of Skittles, you don't expect to get flavors that aren't on the bag. Right. You know, the, the, the package tells you what you're getting. I wouldn't equate this to a bag of Skittles. The, why, why the packaging here is for children. Like Skittles? No. Not like Skittles. This is for... Children, children. This is like, this is baby food animal crackers. All of the- I wouldn't feed a baby that. All of the- terrible. All of the animals have the nicest eyes. Here's mm. the problem. What? I just see it now. No artificial flavors or preservatives. Uh, That's where the Non-GMO. You got to get more GMOs in your animal yeah. crackers. That's yeah. fucked up. It's sad, How, yeah. but you got a chocolate chip muffin that's like concrete from the it, E bar. Yeah, it's a. It's not. There's no chips in there. No, it's, it's just, just a chocolate a muffin. Ch a chocolate concrete mess. How's that? I saw coffee. Yeah. Well, it's, is it time to do our review? No, no. It's just that was the first sip you took. Uh, they didn't have any drip coffee. I'm really. I had to get an americano. I'm gonna say this is uh, like a six. Okay. So equivalent to Starbucks, maybe worse. Did you say Starbucks was a seven? Uh huh. Well, that was a hot coffee. This is a cold coffee. So I had compared different things. Starbucks cold coffee is very good. Okay. Starbucks iced coffee is very Eric, good. Eric is just shaking his head at you. It, this is Starbucks hot coffee tastes burnt. Starbucks cold coffee, good. His rating system doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. My no. Americano is still too hot. I should yes. take the top oh. off to oh, yeah. let it cool That's down. a good idea. I got a little baby Americano too hot. Um, uh, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we... <sighs> We're we're definitely in in the mall, and it's making me think. You know, we definitely thought we, we talked about uh, going to that GameStop and buying. You know, the Xbox when it first came out. It's making me think. And I said, you know, I lived right across the highway from here. It's making me think a lot back on those times. You know, that was been like late ninety. Well, I guess that was early two thousands actually. Uh, that time in my life. And I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it made me it made me think about the things that I would do at that time. Uh huh. You know, we would obviously spend a lot of time together playing video games, but like. Specifically around the time that we were working at the call center, I felt like I was always tight for money. Like I was always trying to find, you know, we, we talked about like having side hustles, trying to find like other ways to make money. And I remember we've talked before about like reading through the Chronicle and finding free movies and free booze and stuff like that. And I remember yeah. one time seeing an ad for that was like research study, get, pay, get paid $500 or, or, or some shit. And I was like, oh, I can do that. But not like there's there's always ads in Austin for medical research studies. Right. This, this was not a medical research. Work. Austin was the town you went to to get your wisdom teeth taken out for free, right? And probably painfully. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, this isn't a medical one. This is like some research focus group. But yeah. I, I remember I applied and they selected me and I, I went. And uh, this is something. This is the first, the very first time I ever did this. I tried to get into this as like a racket for a bit because there was good money in it. But well, why didn't you? Because I never did this. I remember when you were doing it, but I never got into this medical oh. medical no, no, testing stuff. I didn't do the medical test. Oh, okay. Did you just have trouble finding like like continuing, or did you get burned out? on I it? felt like they stopped calling me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but 
uh, the first time I ever did it, they, there was a, a like a marketing research focus group, and they met at the Radisson over there. I guess it's the Line Hotel now, right. that, like Cesar Chavez and Congress, and uh, they had rented out one of those like meeting rooms, and there was like they had like the big meeting table, like eight people in there, and I was one of them. They, they, we were all the people they had selected from the ad in the Chronicle, and they were they showed us like storyboards for commercials they wanted to make and they wanted to know what we thought of the commercials and the products and specifically this first focus group i remember it was for mike's hard lemonade mike's hard lemonade hadn't come out yet uh-huh. and this was like the first ad they were going to make to like introduce mike's hard lemonade to the world and they wanted like everyone's experience with it and they might they probably picked me because i drank a lot like it might have been something one of the questions they asked was like because everyone at the table they were all like Talking about like the different places they like to go for happy hour and all the I rem- drink specials. Here's I remember one thing about this. I remember you coming home and saying, "I found people that really drink." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they were some serious drinkers there, and they showed us like the storyboards for some old Mike's Hard Lemonade commercial where like a bear chases a guy up a tree, and then like some other guy steals his Mike's Hard Lemonade out of a cooler, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then. The commercial ends with him and a woman drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade. I think that was. On, I think that aired. It did air. It did yeah. air. And I remember hating it. Like they showed the story, but I was like, "This is the dumbest commercial I've ever seen." And everyone's like, falling over themselves, talking about how great it is and how they would drink it. And I was like, "This seems stupid." They're like, "One, your product seems awful. Two, your commercial does not make me want to drink this." That's probably why they never called me back. But it was. It was like an hour that we sat there, and when we were done, they gave me like a five hundred dollar Best Buy gift card. And I was like. What? This is the easiest money I've ever made in my life. Yeah, and that's why, I, like, I really tried to get into it and uh, and do more. That I only ended up doing a handful more of these focus groups, but I don't know why. Like thinking back, I don't know why they didn't give us cash. There must have been some legality thing uh, where probably. like they had to pay us in yeah. gift cards or or some other cash equivalent. Uh, but it kind of spawned an idea. Okay. Uh, that that we acted on. So. We did this focus group with all these people who yeah. I said, these are people who really drink. And like some of them, a couple of them started like sharing stories like, oh, if you go to this place on this day, they have cheap drinks. Or if you go to this place on that day, you can drink real cheap. And I remember that kind of sparked an idea that I talked about with Jeff that we tried to put together. Yeah, I remember you, you, you told me you were like, these guys have figured out the cheapest place to drink alcohol in Austin every day of the week. Correct. They have it plotted out, and they know the exact cheapest drink in town on any given day at any given time of day, and that's where they are, which was, as a budding alcoholic at the time, (laughs) Uh, Great news for us. It was exciting. Yeah, it was so like what a what it was like a wonderland to hear about. Like what these people exist and they're doing this work. Yeah, so we wanted. There was one of our failed websites. One of many failed projects was we wanted to put it all together and build a website called Austin Drinkers, where yeah, whenever you would visit it, it would tell you at that moment what the cheapest drink in town was. Cool idea. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, oh you, that's you, you visit the site uh, Tuesday at four p.m. You want to go to this bar because uh, they have. Dollar Well or whatever. Boy, that's a real 2008 internet idea. Yeah, isn't it? this would have been oh, oh four maybe. Wow, no, even before no, that. Oh two. Oh, oh, Man, you guys were yeah. ahead of the curve. And then wow. that wasn't it. Then we thought we could take this nationwide. Yes. We wanted to call it Drunk Army. Yes. And then we would have meetups and stuff. And yeah. it was a, it was around the time Fark started having meetups. Yeah. I think. And uh, and then that took off a whole life of its own, like internet meetups and stuff. But yeah, and and I will say we we. Part of that was we wanted to. I, I'm, I'm going to get around to the point where I say Anma is is a direct result of those okay. moments. Part of what we wanted to do in that was we thought to f- to pull this off, we need the knowledge 
of every bar in Austin. Right. So we need to visit every single bar in Austin. So we started. We didn't get very far before we God. gave up on the idea. Yeah, that was a terrible why. idea. I, honestly, I do. I think we were probably very busy with the beginnings yes. of Rooster Teeth and other stuff we had going on. Right. Um, but we, so we tried to go to every bar in town. And I remember we kind of gave up on that at some point or we shelved the idea. And then that eventually turned into us wanting to go to eat at every hamburger restaurant in town. Yes. But then some fucking kid in the Chronicle and his dad did it. And so oh, wow. they, and they like reviewed every hamburger restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do that. Uh, but that eventually, 20 years later, turned into wanting to go to every coffee shop in yep. town. Yes. Which is what this podcast uh, came from. And we're already at the Nordstrom. And here we E-bar. are at the mall well, again. We had listen, we had an idea to go somewhere else. It's raining. It's it's terrible it's weather dog outside. Shit. Yeah. It is raining. Uh so we had to do something inside. And we said two episodes at the mall, and Gus said, I did not approve this, and now here we are. Yeah. Two uh, episodes in the mall, baby. We were gonna go to radio over on Manchac. Yeah, yeah, which I still want to do. Uh I went there for the first time in I don't know, many, many years, mm-hmm. uh, two, last weekend, two weekends ago, because mm-hmm. my cousin did the coolest thing. His husband was having uh, his 40th birthday and had a ton of friends in from out of, the, out of town and in the country. And so he set up a scavenger hunt, an Austin scavenger hunt, oh. and everybody split up into teams and you had to like go and take photos of these things around town. Yeah. The coolest way to introduce people to a new city. It's a good idea. That yeah, cool. was really, I had a, Emily and I knocked it all out in like three hours and then went Christmas shopping. Yeah. But uh, they had a whole, all like fun all day long That's kind cool. of exploring. It was neat. I yeah. thought it was a cool idea. I did that with uh, uh, Jordan Swear's wife, Holly, for mm-hmm. her birthday one time. Really? Did a scavenger hunt downtown. It was Going to it was like here's a riddle and then it's like oh it's Russian house and we all went to Russian house and had a drink and then went somewhere else and ate and it was like it was very cool radio I'm, radio coffee is a cool spot and I really want to do a thing there they have bands that play Dante mm-hmm. from our IT department yeah his band just played there the other oh, day. oh really really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he's in a band called the Mellows but I think another band that he's in he plays drums he mm-hmm. plays drums very well yeah uh, for an IT guy. Uh, and his band just played at Radio Coffee. I thought that was very cool. I like that there's still stuff that isn't on 6th Street where yeah. you can go do that and you can still go see those things. That's, That's a cool. big ass And then go to too. Dan's Hamburgers, right? A block uh, away. Dude, Did you ever get to eat to... at Franz? No, no. I think I moved here after Franz was gone. Mm. I'm a, I've only been exclusively to many Dan's. The Franz, uh, the Franz sign, like the three-dimensional Fran lady yeah. with the burgers. She's uh, in a yard over in Cherrywood somewhere. Oh, really? I was driving around a couple months ago and I saw her in like a front yard. That's cool. Maybe maybe somebody, I don't know, bought it at auction or maybe somebody used yeah. to work there or something. The uh, cool. that Franz, the last Franz I know of was the one on South Congress, which is a Torchies now. Yeah. It's that uh, Torchies down there. Uh, it's like local Austin burger chain. Uh, it's been around for decades. Fran and Dan got divorced and they, a, they split the restaurants. Dude, yep. it is a very, I mean, it's, I'm sure it's a it's a common story, but a very common Austin story. Like, Fr- Manja, same thing. The Was husband, it? They got divorced and they split the Manjas up and then they all went under, yeah. I didn't know Dan, that. Dan and Fran, yeah. And Dan's is still going strong. Yeah, there's like... There's like three or four that I can think of, I can think, think of, right? one on Lamar. I can think of one off of Airport down yep, by Springdale. The one on Airport. Yeah. 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 There's the one by Radio Coffee. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's sure. the one in San Marcos we used to eat breakfast at all the time. Oh, Good yeah. breakfast tacos. Buda. In Buda, sorry. Buda. I yeah. have, I've never been there for breakfast. I wonder Good if they, did they have coffee. We yeah, should do a so. Dan's. Oh, that'd be great. We should do yeah. a Dan's breakfast. We should go to that one on airport by, by yeah. Springdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, never been there. I've never been there for breakfast, but so many people have told me like, yeah, it's like really good breakfast. It's good. And it's like, oh, that's weird because I really like I like their burger. That's yeah. an easy, that boy, that's it's an great. easy burger. There's one on Lamar that I would go to all the time, but yeah. they don't have a drive-thru. Yeah. It sucks. The yep. one like by Koenig? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. By Koenig. Yep. I know that one. Million, uh, yeah, I go I go up that way a lot and 
pass by it. And I'm always like, uh, yeah. fucking drive yep. through. Yeah. It's interesting to me because they do a thing that I think a lot of other burger places don't do. Like lots of times you go to a burger place and you're like, I'll take a single or a double or a triple. And they just like stack more patties on. But at Dan's, you order your burger and you order like a small, a medium or a large. And they just make the patty bigger, bigger and bigger yeah, yeah. depending on what size you order instead of just like taking one patty size and stacking it uh, on top of a, on top of itself to make a bigger burger. I, uh, I have one friend's story. Okay. It's not much of a story. One time I, I was still married to my first wife. We went in to eat at Fran's one day like on a Saturday. Uh, back in the old days... You spend a lot of your Saturdays just walk, like window shopping on South Congress, yeah. which I guess people do now too. But it's, it's a way more crowded, very now. Totally different, different vibe. It was a much more like local, friendly place at the time. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of like like parts and labor, which might still exist somewhere, but yes. it just catered to only local uh, uh, establishments. And I don't know, it just had a real good vibe back in the days. Back in the days when we they would do the first Thursday thing, yeah. Um, and so we would go to South Congress all the time. There was there were great. There were great, great old antique stores that no longer exist, unfortunately, uh, or have moved around. Um, but I went in there one time, and we sat down, and I heard a familiar voice, and I looked over, and we were sitting next to Dennis Quaid and his family. Oh, really? Burgers, yeah. Oh, cool. And we just like ate our burgers and left. That's my story. I sat next to Dennis Quaid there in 2001, maybe. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then nine short months later. Bernie Madoff got him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that where you're going? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, Austin is a very... I just feel like it's... For a, as big a city as it is, it still has a lot of that Franz and Dan's, Hilbert's, yeah. like that kind of stuff, where I think a lot of larger cities have those things, but they are... Like, they kind of scaled up with the city, mm. and these places have not. Uh Hilberts and Dan's and all that stuff are very much just like this is the straightforward place to come get the straightforward thing. Yeah. Um, you don't see that a lot the, in like other places. There's the, it's always like this is more this thing's been here for a long time and it's very expensive now. Yeah. Uh, and that's not how those are. I think that they're, you know, like those places you mentioned, Hilberts, Dan's, like they're from an old guard, right? Like it started a long time ago, they're still around. I feel like there have been Newer franchises or newer businesses that start in Austin that do take that explosive growth route, like P. Terry's. Like P. Terry's, P. Terry's just started, and now they're everywhere. Chains that are nationwide, if not very close. Yes. P. Terry's, Rudy's is all over the Southwest. Yeah. Torchies. Torchies is everywhere. Draft House. Uh, yep. Draft House oh, is draft everywhere. House is, yep, yep, yep. Uh, fucking, what's, uh, what's the Mexican restaurant that I can't think of off the top of my head? It's everywhere. Taco uh, Bell? No. Taco Cabana? Um, it's on Barton Springs. Mexican restaurant Chewy's. on Barton Chewy's. Oh, yeah. Chewy's, Chewy's is in like 30 states. What the fuck? There's a Chewy's in Alabama. There are 30 yeah. people that eat at Chewy's? <laughs> <laughs> Chewy's, is, Chewy's is big. Chewy's is huge. Yeah. yeah. I, used, uh, I used to I, eat the Chewy's all I, the time in Houston when I lived down there. I know it's not technically an Austin franchise. I think technically it's called Station, but Freebirds. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, is, is, I mean, Austin has adopted it, you mm -hmm. know? If you, I mean, if you want to get like technical, I think Rudy's isn't either. I think it started yeah. like in the Hill Country sure, somewhere, but, but I mean, yeah. close enough. Yeah. And speaking towards that explosive growth in Austin and everything, is there anything that you saw kind of crash and burn with that? Like, especially over like Texas the last French 10, bread. Oh, uh, what is it? Yeah. Texas French bread. What is that? It was a bakery. Yeah. And they were beloved. Um, I should say was. It still exists, kind of, and it will exist again. Um, but it was a really successful bakery that everybody loved that uh, in the early 2000s just to, 
just started expanding like crazy. So many I locations. I think they got up to like 13 locations and then they got overextended and they got into some financial trouble and they ended up having to close the mall. I read an article about it. Like one of the sons was like a lawyer in New York and he like moved home to help figure it out and like took it over. Uh, but anyway, they they ended up going down to just one Texas French bread, which is over by UT. It's at uh, it's like a 30th. Uh, 28th, 30th and... Guadalupe or whatever. Yeah, just west of Guadalupe. Just west of Guadalupe. Yeah. It's over by... Uh, it's by that hardware store. Company. Yeah. Yeah. And which is a fucking awesome store, by the way. I don't know why I slept on Breeding Company. I go there <laughs> all the time now. Uh, it really is great. Uh, but anyway, they, they ended up having to close all but one. And then they reorganized. They turned the bakery... They did a really cool thing where in the daytime it was the bakery. And then at night they turned into a supper club. And that was very successful. I tried to eat there a couple times. I could never get reservations. And then... Last earlier this year, it burned down. Like six months ago, yeah, it, yeah, it caught fire, burned down. Mm-hmm. Historic building too. I think they they have a trailer out there now. I think they yeah they just start like relaunched operations and they're uh, trying to get like the bakery business back up while they like redo rebuild the building. Yeah, uh, Manja is another one. It was a pretty popular pizza restaurant that they had like I would say four or five restaurants. Yeah, I'd say like five locations or so. Yeah, then they were down to one for a long time and that one's gone. I think. Yeah, they uh, that one got. That one, the one I always think of was the one that was on Guadalupe, like across from Wheatsville. Yeah. And they, that whole building got bulldozed. That's yeah. like, what's that where Via 313 is now? Like they built those apartments and mm-hmm. that retail on the first floor there. Uh, that's the one I always think of. There was that one over on Lake Austin as well, over by like Deep Eddy Cabaret. And there was one over on Mesa. And there was one by the Domain off of Duval up there. I would say some others that are still around but are not what they were. Conan's Pizza, you don't see a lot of those around anymore. There's one up on Burnett. There's like yeah. two. I, I can think of... There God, used to boy. be a lot. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Double Dave's. Double, double Dave's, Dave's was everywhere. I, I, don't, I don't know that there's one outside of the South Park Meadows one. I cannot think of the last time I had Double Dave's. We used to get, we used to get pepperoni rolls from that one on Riverside all the time. There's a Double Dave's at Q2 Stadium, and that's the thing that you eat when you're already drunk and you're going <laughs> to yeah. keep drinking yeah. because you eat the pepperoni rolls, and it's like eating concrete. It just sits in your fucking stomach and absorbs every dos equis that you're putting on top of yep. it. Gus and I told a story in a podcast once. I think it became an animated adventure about a couple not understanding how the automated Coke uh, machine worked. Right. That was at the Double Dave's by the old RT. It was at South Park Meadows. South yeah. Park Meadows, yeah. Um, the, the, these were... I'm thinking of a place that was not a chain or was not maybe not even very popular. But whatever happened to Mr. Goodsense? You remember Mr. Goodsense? I know the name. It was that uh, sandwich place off of Riverside. You get yes. the nickel or the See, dime. The, the nickel or the dime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was gone early 2000s. Yeah. Right? It was just like a sandwich shop that was super cheap. We used to love eating at all, all the time. Uh, it was so close to where we lived and worked at the time. Um, there was a lot of stuff in that shopping complex there like that. The, that one there off of Riverside where, that, where the movie theater used to be where the Chinese food buffet is now. Yeah, that's where that's because the Double Dave's was right over there. Mr. Good Sense was right next to uh, that place. <laughs> that is our stomping grounds, man. Yeah, we used to know all those places way yeah. back then. Talked to us twenty five years ago about Riverside. Yeah. <laughs> We're all about it. <laughs> I can't think of any other chains that crashed and burned. Can you? I know there's more. There's got to be Runtex. <laughs> Do you remember Runtex? Yeah, the dude got inv- like I think the dude went to jail for like tax evasion. Oh, or really? Yeah, and it's now like five one two tequila. Oh, it was, yeah, that was yeah. huge though. That was a big operation. Well, that's another one that blew up. Tito's, Tito's, Tito's vodka. Right. Yeah, they launched only like the late nineties, yeah. mid to late nineties. Yeah. It was like local, and now it's everywhere. Uh, every, not just them, but like it's fucking, ubiquitous, man. Yeah, not just Tito's, but uh, what five one two 
There's a there's like a hill country. What is the one? There's a bunch of vodkas around here. Yeah, very popular. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I've lost my alcohol knowledge over the last five years. <laughs> oh yeah, six years. Yeah, I can't keep <laughs> no, up. With you're, not, you're not keeping up with the new stuff. Mm-mm. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Well, working with a therapist can help you get closer to being the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. I think uh, therapy is a great way to try to unlock uh, your potential, see maybe where your bottlenecks are, get that outside perspective on things and help you work through uh, problems that you may be facing. Uh, I think that's super valuable, super helpful. Uh, If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable. Entirely online. Love that part. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime. No additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Anma today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Anma. Once again, that's BetterHelp.com slash Anma. Get 10% off your first month. You should go check it out. Give it a try and uh, see what you think. Using the internet without ExpressVPNs, like walking your dog in public without securing them on a leash most of the time, probably be okay, but what if one day your dog runs away or gets dognapped? It's better to be careful, especially when it's as simple as using ExpressVPN. Every time you connect to an unencrypted network, cafes, hotels, airports, uh, your online data is not secure. Any hacker on the same network can gain access to and steal your personal data, but ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that they can't. It would take a hacker with a supercomputer over a billion years to get past ExpressVPN's encryption. ExpressVPN works on all your devices, phone, laptop, tablet, smart TV. It's super easy to use. You just fire up the app, click one button, you get protected. I've been using ExpressVPN for about almost two years now. Uh, I love how I can use it on everything, and it's so simple to use. It just chugs along there in the background. I don't even notice it's there. Uh, and, uh, if you want to turn it off or on, it's just one click, a uh, little browser, uh, extension, little button in my browser on, off, on, off, easy. And you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free at expressvpn.com slash Anma. That's expressvpn.com slash Anma. Once again, expressvpn.com slash Anma. Um, did you feel like there were any things that you felt like were going to, and that's maybe a harder question, stuff that you felt like was like right on the cusp of like really going off or going like, man, I wish there were more locations of this thing. Uh, I always wanted Rudy's to be a nationwide chain. Like I wanted, like everybody talked about how great barbecue was and they wanted to come here and I was like, man, these guys are doing it right. It should be everywhere. You know, I'm, I'm actually really glad when that happens. Yeah. Um, I think it's awesome that the entire country can experience the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a bunch of theaters that have taken the idea and done their own spin on it, you know? Yeah. I, I, I wish, the, the problem I have, I, I love the Draft House. Like, whenever I want to go watch movies, that's definitely where I go. The thing I miss, I feel like, as they grew and as they got bigger, which is great for them, I feel like a lot of the niche programming has kind of fallen by the side. It's It's not like, and they still do it. It's not, it used to be like the focus. That was yeah. the thing. It's like, no longer the focus. Right. But it's, they, feel, they still have Weird Wednesdays. They, they do, and, but I feel like it's harder to find that information. Yeah. You really have to seek it out a lot more. You know, you, I used to have, I used to get the newsletter, or I could check their web. It was like top of the line on the website. And I understand the, the new movies make more money. It's just, I miss, the, I miss a lot, a little bit of the weird stuff. When I was um, in that period, like in separation and divorce, before I was like kind of seriously dating Emily and kind of settled down again, mm-hmm. not like in a dating sense, but I just had a lot of free time and I was lonely yeah. a lot. I went to so many Weird Wednesdays and so many Horror to- Terror Tuesdays and so many like, because I lived downtown, I was within walking distance of two Alamos. Mm. And so I was 
doing one or two of those a week, every week. And it was so great to be back in that world again. And it just felt like timeless. Yeah. You know, going and watching a racer head at midnight. It just, I don't know. That, that, yeah. I, that's like, I think about that a lot when I go to the draft house. It's like going to the old original downtown location and watching like, watching the jerk and getting a pizza in a, a, cup. Pizza in a cup for everyone who attends or, you know, watching uh, Shaft and everyone gets a Colt 45 when you walk in, uh, you know. Watching Made, uh, the premiere of Made and having Peter Billingsley shake yeah. our hands on the way out, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming out. Like, like that stuff was really cool. I remember one time I was watching, uh, I went to like a midnight screening of Night of the Living Dead, like the original Night of the yeah, Living yeah. Dead um, at the draft house. to get you, Bob, right. bro. And like 20 minutes into the movie, uh, something fucked up and all of a sudden the picture was upside down and it was like the third act mm. and then like the lights come on and the projectionists come out and be like yeah whoever whoever had this print last was a real asshole and they put the they put the the reel back in order in the wrong way like i need to unspool the entire thing recut it all and respool it. it's like it's gonna be like half an hour oh my god i remember i used to go i think we've talked about this before on the show but early internet or early even pre-internet there was this thing in Austin Public Access called The Show With No Name. Yeah. And it was kind of like internet clips before internet clips. This guy, Charlie. Uh, and he got in trouble because he punched out Alex Jones when they were both local, when they were both on public access in Austin. Because that's how Alex Jones got his start, unfortunately. And uh, it was a whole thing. He got in trouble. Uh, but he would do these shows at Alamo that were like two hours long where he would just play clips. And I remember being so excited. I went to the first one because I just wanted to like be there. I don't know if you were there or not. I don't think I was there. No. But I went to the first one. I was so fucking jazzed. And then it was like after about 30 minutes, you realize context and some things are funny at home and some things aren't funny yeah. in the crowd. Watching Chuck Berry pee on a lady in his shower with 200 people is like, it's just weird. Yeah. You're like, I don't, this isn't, this just feels weird. I, don't, you, I didn't go to any more of them. Do you remember the, uh, I don't remember what it was called, the Incredible Internet Festival at Lincoln Center? Yeah, or whatever it was. with the, with the pissing monkey. There, yeah, there, there was uh, this, like this web, it's a similar show, this like this web festival that took place at Lincoln Center in New York. Where uh, you know they showed like clips from the internet and everyone was like sitting in the audience watching. And then at one point in the show, the person who was running it started asking people for clips they wanted to see, like asking the audience, like I can play a clip. And then like they learned he, a valuable lesson yeah, in that moment. Someone would shout something out, he'd type it in, and like the, the clip would start playing, and no one would be laughing. And then that person would be like, "Turn it off! Stop! Stop! stop it's okay. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's gonna. It's like three minutes long. Turn it off." It was so uncomfortable. It was, it was it was great. Uh, it was like, let's take the awkwardness of sharing video and put it, you know, in this theater and force everyone to watch it together. Uh, we did God a promo damn. video for that too. Yeah, we did. Really? Yeah. What was that? Uh, it was just jokes of just RVB making shit. Fun, yeah, making fun of the name. Why don't we call it the incredible edible internet? I remember that was my yeah. favorite joke from uh, from that one. That's your favorite joke in in that video. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember much else about it, but yeah, we we, we did. We were very fortunate. Uh, we did several premieres and shows at the Lincoln Center uh, in New York, which is like wild to me. I th one of the first screenings we did in public was like a season one screening, and then like the premiere of season two we did at the Lincoln Center up in New York. And I, it, was, it was like the first time a lot of us came together. We told the story the other day or a couple episodes. ago. I got about, stuck in New York for a while. Yeah, all of yeah, us being stuck are. there, and Jason having to fly out. Uh, the Islip. Islip. But uh, that was like the first time a lot of us got together. The first time a lot of us really saw the community. Gavin was there. It was when we met Gavin. That was uh, when uh, we told that story about how like his fly was down and I made fun yeah. of him with his fly down in front of 200 people, 400 and, people. And uh, 
it's just wild to me that you know it's like such a prestigious place to yeah. go to, like the Lincoln Center, and like we're playing we, our like dick jokes on on the screen there. We felt like we were making it dirty. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we, we were soiling the place. Uh, but I remember the thing that was wild: the crate because we ended up doing like three or four events. There. Yeah, uh, it became like a regular for us, like a mainstay for us. But um, the week after we were leaving, they were having an airing of Lord of the Rings with the entire cast. And it was the first time the entire cast had been together since the movie came out yeah. and watched it together. And I remember thinking, like, how the fuck are we on the same stage yeah. as this? Yeah. As this, which, you know, is huge now. But at the time was like so much bigger. Yeah. It was like brand new. All of us yeah. still had just come out. It was like very it was in it was the popular insane. culture. Yeah. Uh, on a different level. Uh, but I feel like that. Hap- I felt like I don't know about you. That happened to me a lot like that imposter syndrome creeping in like mm-hmm. when we were doing this stuff like still does going to the lincoln uh the lincoln center i remember we did a screening uh you were there with me actually we went to we did a screening at an imax in san, in san jose, jose at, like yeah. a, a science and technology museum and like I'll, even going to acme in uh australia. in australia like this like this crazy place where like in acme i remember specifically like you walk in and like you walk in this beautiful building it's like crazily designed and like the first thing you walk in and immediately to your right it's like oh this is where the oscars are mm-hmm. like all like there's like a like a display case with like different like an academy award like oh shit there's an academy award right here and we're gonna go walk right past it to the theater and make we did jokes. we did let's play live on the stage where they filmed the academy awards remember the, oh yeah the very first one in la what is it what is it called now Grommans? uh the dole it was the Dolby Theater. The Dolby, Dolby Theater. Theater. Dolby yeah. Theater, yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah, I remember when we did the walkthrough before the show. Uh, it was before the Academy Awards. They had, uh, like... The seat fillers? Uh, yeah, well, no, they had, like, printed out faces yeah. of uh, of different actors and actresses. Where like, they sat? All in yeah. The, yeah, all in the seats so they knew where everyone was. I have a picture of Millie sitting next to the Kevin Hart one because he was, like, her favorite. He's her favorite celebrity. <laughs> and she was, like, so excited. She's like, she's like Kevin Hart sat here? <laughs> she got a picture with her arm around him. That's That's great. Uh, yeah, we've been very fortunate to go to like a lot of these like really prestigious places. And, well, you and just learn, I think, pretty quickly that even prestigious places have have to fill seats at some point. Yeah. Uh, they got 365 days a year of programming, and they got they got to fill it with something. Yeah, and you never think that you're going to be the one that's going to be that thing that's going to be on the Thursday when right. they have the Oscars on a different day in March or what. Yeah, yeah. you never think like how could we ever be here? And it might not feel. Like, maybe you look in retrospect or whatever, and you're like, oh, you're just kind of dumb shits going, doing whatever. But, like, it's fucking, to be able to say that, that is a, that's rare company. Yeah. I, I just remembered that while we were there for the, because we did Let's Play Live and then AH Live, I don't know, probably 20 times at this point. Yeah. That all kind of runs together. But I remember that one was also interesting at the Dolby Theater because we had a little bit less room in the uh, behind the curtain because they were about to film the finale of America's Got Talent. Oh, my and they had all the props and shit, uh, all the America's Got Talent, like, signs and shit in the back, storing them. And so we were just, like, tight, yeah. tight spaces. Jeez. I remember that that, uh, that first Let's Play Live we did here in Austin. Uh, it was at the um, uh, ACL Theater. What, mm-hmm. what is that place called? Moody Theater? Moody Theater. Yeah. I thought I was going to die that day. Uh, I was, because that's still, still when I ran events. I was, like, organizing all of that shit. Uh, how much money did you lose on that event? I lost a lot of money. I, first of all, I thought I was going to get fired for the amount of money I lost. But, but like, can you can you give a dollar figure? Or are you allowed to? It's hard to remember. Was it a hundred thousand dollars? More, more. Okay. Um, I remember it being very expensive. But that day, I I never left the building the entire day that the event went on. It also and wasn't I, your fault. It cost I had, that much. No, it was not my fault. I had a pedometer. I walked fifteen miles that day, oh, entirely in the theater. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Like, oh my god! It was so much running around and like just trying to organize shit and get shit together. That's I, outrageous! I thought I was gonna die oh at the god. end when that show was over, and it was, it was a great show. It was like one of the the coolest things I think we've ever put on. But what a technological nightmare to do all of that, uh, Gus. Uh the way it was conceived, I guess what we were doing had never really been done in that way before at that time. Uh, at least as my understanding. Yes, correct. And so there was a lot of like questions as to whether we could pull it off technically. And so Gus had to do a lot of work to find... I'm sorry, I'm speaking for you. But yeah. Gus had to do a lot of work to find the right the right companies that could pull this off because we were having to live switch between six Xboxes, six PCs, Six uh, Nintendo Switches, I believe. It was just a nightmare of rowdy. All at the same time, on screen, and then d display it. And, and then, then we had a Twitter setups. wall, and like, we had different oh, setups. Yeah, you want to have the pictures here. Like, where you, yeah. you the people who listen to this by name think about that. Like, when you have this video source, where is it going to go? It's not going to fill the screen. It's going right. to go here. They're going to wrap this source here. It was very complicated, and the company that said that they could do it, that was very expensive, what, two weeks before the event? Yeah. Just... Uh, got cold feet and backed out and said, never mind, it can't be done, we can't do it, and just abandoned Gus. Yeah. And so Gus had to then start flying people in from around the country oh yeah. that could, like experts that he could find that could pull shit off. Yeah, like the, That's some, why of the, it was expensive. some of the hardware we needed, it's very different world now, was what, like so what specialized. Year was this? 2011, 12, no, no, 14? No, 14, I want to say. 14, maybe. No, 15. It was, early, it was February 2015. Okay. Um, some of the hardware we needed to do all of this routing was so expensive that like there's this one particular piece of hardware that only three... There were only three in the entire state of Texas. Oh my God. And I needed all three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I had to get all three of these very specific pieces of hardware to, to accomplish the routing. We had to fly dudes in from Indianapolis who knew how to use the hardware. Yeah. And you know, it was just a nightmare of finding very specialized people to do this very ambitious project. Which is why when you see AH Live now, it is... Uh it's the profitable version of what we created with Let's Play Live. Right. Like, it's down to one group, so we have to fly less people in. It's less expensive. And it's down to uh, a lot of prop comedy, a lot of improv, which they have more fun doing on stage anyway. And then uh, single-player co-op <laughs> or, or uh, versus on a... or Like, sing, uh, single-box versus on a Switch, most likely. See, so a lot of Overcooked, a lot of Fall Guys, a lot of that kind of stuff because it's so much technologically, it's so much cheaper and easier yeah. to pull off. I remember when uh, at that two-week mark when that when that other company quit, you know, I was in crisis mode and we had a meeting with uh, my bosses at the time, and I was like, "Listen, we can cut all of this stuff. Like trying to create a, a, a version of the show like you're talking about. Like if we just redo the entire program, we can cut all these things, cut this thing. Maybe we can make this work. We can bring this thing on under under budget." And I remember someone looked me in the eye and said, "Fuck the budget," and I said. Oh. I said, okay, I want you to email me that because I need proof that you said that because this is going to be incredibly expensive to do this show that you want that's on, page, on paper right now. Does, without naming names, does that person still work with us? Yes. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. I know who it is then. Um, yeah, it was a... Good person. It was an absolute... <laughs> but we, it was a nightmare, but it was informative as hell, and we learned, we learned so much, learned and we learned, and we applied that the next time, <laughs> and the next time, and now, you know, I don't, I think my days of participating in it are over, but they'll keep doing AH Live or some version of that, and they've got it down to a science now. Yeah. That's awesome. A very fun show, too. Learned a lot. Yeah. I feel like we've, I've had... We crawled a lot. <laughs> I feel like you know I've what I mean? We crawled a lot. Ten different careers in the span of uh, working at this uh, company. Just yeah. like so many, so much different weird knowledge 
very specialized lots of times uh, that... <laughs> and then knowledge that you need away. for six months and then never again. Right. <laughs> uh, what a nightmare. That is... how To lose that much money on something and then... I just can't imagine... Then, then do it like, again? To, like... What it's like, not just the day of when you're running around for 15 miles and, oh, my God, we lost all this money. What's it like the day after? Oh, man. It was like a huge stress relief because all of this had been building up to that day, right? Like, is this going to work? Is it going to happen? And finally, it actually did get executed. Uh, I I think I wanted to cry the entire next day. It was like (laughs) such like letting off the pressure valve, you know, just like it's done. We did it. It worked. People liked it. People had a good time. Good feedback from like, even like people from the parent companies had showed up to yeah. see this thing. And that was the big thing. It's like everyone at the parent companies is super impressed. They have no idea how you did it. Wow. Like AT, AT, at the time, AT&T is like in awe. They think yeah. it, was, it was an amazing show. Like, thank God. I remember, I remember conversations with Gus. I'm like, they're not, they can't fire you, dude. You're a fan. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought I was going to get fired. I was like, there's no way that this is going to work. There have been so many times, though, you and I have thought, like, we're fucked. We're going to yeah. get fired. It's a lot of money. Com- yeah. It's a, it's a lot of money, man. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, Man, wow. I just, and then to keep doing it, huh? Well, yeah. not that, that way. A little different. We didn't do it that way. Streamlined. We, well, we, we, yeah, we streamlined it. Man. And also, it wouldn't have been that. Incredibly expensive if that company hadn't backed that's out at the eleventh hour, fulfilled the promise, and that's how he got fucked. Yeah. You know, it was going to be a break even at that point, or we were going to lose a little bit on the uh, right it was, on it the would, I, to fine. test out the idea. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, now we have a whole department that runs this stuff, and all the broadcast guys like Michael Lindblad and what mm-hmm. Patrick Salazar does and everything, and, and yeah. Shane and what what everyone puts together, and then with the help of Adam Baird and all this stuff, and it's like, oh, we have like all these people that like know this stuff. To go back and be like, yeah, lost so much money on an idea that we just tried. Fuck. Everybody that you just named Uh is an absolute superstar in this Mm -hmm. company uh, that I cannot speak highly enough, especially Patrick Salazar, who I just can't say enough good things about. But goddamn, Adam Baird in that environment doing a live show is what he was put on this earth to do. He is untouchable in that environment. That is like... Jordan Game 7 shit where like he just comes in and runs the floor. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, this is un- it's on uh, It's a thing of beauty to I've watch. I've never seen anything like it from anyone else. I remember before it, uh, it was, I believe it was RTX 2012 it was our first year in the convention center mm-hmm. we had this idea for center stage like a big focal point everyone could look at it was this huge stage with a bunch of uh, computer, kind of like the Let's Play Live setup yeah. a bunch of computers, people play video games and uh, entertainment and uh, we never really done anything. Again, never. <laughs> this is different than Let's Play Live. Actually, this is before Let's Play Live. This was 2012. Um, it was this really, really new technology, and um, it wasn't working. It was like f- the doors are about to open. It's Friday morning. Nothing's working. The mm-hmm. stage is just like dark. Not a single thing on it works. Adam Baird hadn't slept like in two days, <laughs> and he's up there. And five minutes before the door opens, he fixes it, and everything like it like boom, it like pops to life, and everything turns on like. Literally minutes before the doors open, I was like, "Thank God, wow. Adam Baird was here to like sort, like untangle everything, sort it all out, and put it all back together, and fix it." Him coming back to Rooster Teeth is one of the best things that ever happened to this company. Yeah, yep. Man, what a yeah, yeah. He's tremendous. Very talented people. Yeah, I have really good. Very doing. lucky to work with like these people who like know this stuff and are passionate about it yeah. and passionate working at Rooster Teeth. Yeah, it's really cool. It's great. Fun to travel with too, Adam Baird. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever travel with him. Yeah, we did. He did the Australia tour with us. He's mm. just great. It's great all around. You guys want to go to Australia for the Women's World Cup? 
When yeah. is it? This is six it's, months? It's in yeah, the, it's, the summer. It's yeah. uh, June, July? July, end of July, beginning of August. The America plays at the end of July in New Zealand, and that's like the group winner, stage. Huh? Yeah, that's the group stage, and then beginning of August, everything will be. I think on the east coast of Australia, it'll be like Sydney that's and all that bullshit. It's that's where everything, that's everything it's, except it's, Perth. It's, it's everything but Perth. God. Um, Speaking of soccer, yeah, I have been I've been so annoyed this morning and waking up listening to all my political shows or like morning podcast radios, just hearing. Americans who just discovered soccer complain about a game ending on penalty kicks yep. and how they should change the rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're all Dodgers fans who think the Dodgers should have won the World Series because they no, won well, 111 know, regular season why, games and one playoff game. I don't know why you have to they throw the fucking playoff Dodgers game. into this. And then nothing everyone to do with the online was like, but they won so many. Jesus they should Christ. automatically get a nope. bid. They should get deeper in the playoffs. They did. They got a bye. And then they lost yeah. to my... San Diego Padres. Who then lost to? Well, we don't talk about that. To Nick's fucking Philadelphia <laughs> Phillies. I Who lost, then lost to? Oh, dude. That, that, nobody's Houston. Uh, that's, that's I, lost so, I lost so much money to Philadelphia Phillies fans. <laughs> that's why you play the games. Bullshit. Yep. That's what, that's what the, exactly. the whole point yeah. of the games Congratulations are. Congratulations yeah. on 111 regular season victories. That's great. Congratulations on one playoff. Anyway, game. penalty kicks are cool. Yeah. Hey, I think that. <laughs> I think. Oh, oh, I, I think it's great. I think what a great way to it, score one more goal. Yeah. And then you don't have to go to penalties. The yeah. thing um, that I wonder about is, and I'm sure there's a reason for it, like, why did they change it so it's not a golden goal in extra time anymore? So that's a great question. I don't know. And uh, me and Jordan had a big conversation about it, and I can't figure, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that would be a good way to end yep. it. An extra time, you score a goal, game yep. over I, immediately. Yeah, that's I, it. I can't imagine that game ending any better than it did, though. No, nope. well, it would have ended, ended on that uh, Messi goal in yes. extra time. Yeah, when that it went up 3 2. It would have been Messi. Which also would have been a great ending. Yep. Messi would have, and instead of, you know, yeah, but I, and, and this, no, no this offense to penalty kicks. It starts with Messi. He kicks his penalty yep. kick, and then that's, it's up to him to wait now. Yep. Yeah. That's he true. Just has to stand there and, and wait. Yep. Congratulations to uh, the uh, France Mbappes for making it all the way to the finals. <laughs> the uh, France Mbappes. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. Hat trick, though. Man, that's what a performance from one guy. Uh, yeah, he put that team <laughs> on his back. <laughs> yep. Three goals. He must be furious that no one else did anything. That was incredible. What a performance. What a performance. Absolutely. What a performance. Absolutely. Um, one of the, what will go down is like one of the all-time yes. classic greatest uh, Absolutely. finals ever. A lot of fun to watch, but uh, we need to wrap this podcast up. Uh, so, speaking of with the greats, so, uh, speaking of the goats. So the yeah. coffee, um, what did you think? This was not good. Uh, this Americano was pretty whack. Yeah. Six, six out of ten for me. This was okay. like. Burned and bitter. Th it it was thin and bitter. Yeah, um, thitter, like a thitter, three or a four. Yeah, uh, this, I, this is one of right one there. of the worst cups of coffee we've had while we're doing the podcast. It's not a good espresso base. That's why it's e bar. Oh, espresso bar. Espresso. Oh. We, I thought it was oh, erotic. Was I probably got the wrong thing. Then. You I thought, thought it was espresso. <laughs> you thought it was e no. We got the espresso <laughs> and it fucking sucked. Oh, okay. So <laughs> maybe I got the right <laughs> thing. I yeah, thought it was an erotic bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since the last episode, uh, which has not come out at the time of this recording, no which one has new yeses in. Which but, we recorded just yeah. an hour ago. Um, there, let's see if anyone has any name guesses. Aneo Mi Austin, a mix of Korean and Spanish. Sorry, Aubrey. Do see, how, how do they say this? Aneo? Uh, they probably mean like, An, uh, like, like Anyang? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would think so. Okay. Uh, well, it's definitely not that. Um Anyway, man, anyways, man, Austin from no, James. No. Oh, that's not bad, though. No, but that, again, no Austin in the right, title. Yeah. Uh, very sorry. Um, let's see. Is who, someone going to get something if they guess it? Uh, yeah, I'll send him a shirt. Whatever. Yeah, we'll send him a shirt or something. Right. Um, 
Man. What if one of you guessed it? Do you get a shirt? I don't want a shirt. No, I don't want a shirt. A nightmarishly <laughs> mild anchovy. Sorry, Cormac. I don't think that's no. it. No. That is dream logic, I yep. guess. CJ says, arts and entertainment. <laughs> no. This is a great guess, though. Entertainment. Um, yeah. I think that's a great, uh, that's a great guess. These are, guys, uh, now, okay, we know Austin's not in the name, so that's a big one, right? Like, I feel like people are narrowing it down. There's spreadsheets and Yeah, uh, we really want to get the fucking name. Yeah, because yeah. we want to move on past this. I want to move on. I want to still we, call it Anima, but we, know what it's We need to come for. up with a new hook after that. <sighs> Maybe well, just like the content could be. Nah, nah. It's pretty thin. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> thin and bitter like this is <laughs> <laughs> so. Bitter. Well, um, what a great way to end it. Yeah, uh, I think that I think that'll do it. You guys can follow us at Anima Podcast uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. You can see how we looked in these last episodes. Someone walked up to all. us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we had uh, we had somebody come up and say hi. That was very cool. Lovely. The, been, the watch, been, the been, back. been watching Rooster Teeth since middle school. Yeah. yeah. No Not middle school. Full ass beard now. Yeah. So that, well, that, that, that beard told me he was. He not said that he's anymore. a working man now. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, uh, if you want to support Anma, you can directly. You can go you to can store Rooster Teeth. You can ma. Um, How'd you guess? You go to <laughs> store.roosterteeth.com. You can buy Anima shirts. We have two. One is uh, Get Your Own Podcast. Very simple. The other one shirt. is the uh, Anima El Camino, I think. Yeah, uh, Anima El Podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's a great shirt. Uh, go check them out. I love a ringer tee. I'm a big fan. Love a ringer tee. Um, also, Happy New Year, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 2023. We did it. What an we odd year. It. Is it 2023 in this? It'll, uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. This will be yeah. out like like... The first or the second or something. Oh, I hope, I hope you had a good uh, New Year's Eve. Wow. Yeah. It'd be 20 years, huh? Over your teeth? Yeah, in April. 2023? Yeah. yeah. Wow. 24 years we've been doing this? Yeah. Together, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, keep the guesses coming. You can tweet them at Anima Podcast or send them into uh, at Anima Podcast on Instagram. Do not send them to me. I will block you. Um, <laughs> but check out uh, Wolf and Creek's uh, awesome spreadsheet, spreadsheet on yeah r slash anima podcast that's and, a good shit there don't send it to me because i'm no longer on social media yeah, there you go i will never see it <laughs> but they can't send it to you then yep well, the, the account still exists oh yep. gotcha gotcha uh any uh, any wise words any parting thoughts for get uh, off but, social media okay amen okay all right oh, well shit, thanks that for, was it i said it <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well thanks for listening bye